the instruments are, you know, I know it's all synth, but the best way I could describe it is it's a synthy combination of bagpipes and a kazoo. <laughs> like that's some of Rome's yep. theme sounds like it's played on, mm-hmm. on whatever that would be. Um, <laughs> I, I hate the, the, that choice for it. And that's part of why I thought like, <laughs> And welcome to episode 117 of Rhythm Encounter, the RPG fan music podcast. I'm your host, Mike Salbato, and today we are talking about Final Fantasy. Uh, we're actually talking about a specific kind of Final Fantasy, but before we get into all the details, uh, I want to introduce my panel here. So first up, Tin is joining us today for the first time in a while. Hi. Hello. Nice to have you back. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Well, you, that actually makes you, aside from me, the veteran today, because we have two new people to the show, which I'm really happy about. Um, first up, we have Lucas. Hi. Hello. Uh, Lucas, saying Lucas does just social media is really not, not fair. Lucas does more than that, but that, that is technically what you're credited for on the site, that you're a big help. So it's nice to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Jimmy is here as well from our features department howdy yeah nice to have you both uh jimmy's written some really cool features for us uh, i'll probably put some links in the show notes uh so be sure to check those out i guess you could check them out now but make sure you come back otherwise <laughs> read that read them after it if nothing else yeah so today we are talking about final fantasy music but specifically underrated final fantasy music this was one of the lead uh choices in our internal poll a couple months ago uh it, it was a really interesting idea and i'm glad that we're doing it so uh i'll be really curious to know how we all landed on our choices because you know i don't know about the rest of you but i did not i didn't actually look up lists of like popular songs and go like well i knew this one wasn't popular i'm just kind of going with my gut here so but i feel like everyone's choices here kind of fit the, the topic well so that'll, that'll work out pretty good before we get into it though i always like asking people what brought you here so I'm going to just pick someone at random, not to put you on the spot, Lucas. But what uh, what made you want to do this episode? So one of the songs that I ended up picking is one that I have talked about being underrated on other things before. It's one of my favorites, and it felt like a good opportunity uh, to talk about it. And besides that, I just really like Final Fantasy, and I was curious to see what other people would bring i'm curious which of those it is but we'll get into that later um how about you jimmy uh final fantasy um was a big part of actually getting me into game music as a whole so um this felt like a pretty appropriate topic for me to kind of do the podcast for the first time and um yeah i like i think it's interesting seeing what other people um, feel are underrated tracks or maybe songs that you know aren't known you know by the masses as much as say like one winged angel and those kind of big heavy hitters exactly what was your first uh, final fantasy uh seven. Oh, really okay so yeah i um I, I wasn't a big gamer i had a super nintendo um 
I was born in 85, so, but up until Final Fantasy VII's release, I was very casual at best, um, and that's kind of what broke me in, um, and then I kind of worked my way backwards from that. Oh, nice. I, I'm always curious how that how that is for people. Like, you know, my first one was four, so there was only so many, you know, things before that, and visually and the way they play, like, they're still fairly similar between the NES and SNES. So I'm always curious how it is for people that start at seven or even the people that start at 10 or beyond like going back and just their, their take, because there's a, there is definitely a big shift from seven and before. Yeah. I actually played, um, four on the PlayStation version. Um, I, is that anthology? I think it come, it's four yeah. chrono trigger, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weird collection, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, the other, that's how I played six for the first time as well. Five and six were on the same PlayStation collection. So, and then I played four later on the the DS version, which I actually prefer to my to the original PlayStation version that I played. But I, who knows? I never played the actual Super Nintendo version, which is probably the best way. Yeah, maybe. I think the remake is pretty cool. I never finished it, but I did like it. I always heard the PSP remake is the yeah. the cream of the crop. The PSP one is beautiful. I always wish they would done had done some of the other ones in that same style, but they just did four. Um, I think I think four on PlayStation wasn't a bad place to start, though. I, it I think it was the one with the least problematic load times uh, between Final Fantasy four, five, and six, and especially Chrono Trigger on PlayStation. Uh, the load times weren't quite as bad in four, so you got a pretty pretty accurate experience. I think. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed my time with it. Four is actually probably one of my three or four favorite final fantasies oh nice um okay and tin what brought you here today uh similar to everyone else like um because of this series i i also got into this uh habit of listening more into video game music than other genres and i was also curious to um hear or like um, know what are your song picks and maybe there's like the the series has so many mainline games and spin-offs and probably there's still like a lot of Final Fantasy music that I haven't heard of and they're actually really good so yeah I wanted I just wanted to know more <laughs> well you're in the right place yeah I mean I Sometimes I feel like I've heard a lot of Final Fantasy music. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, I have, but there are so many things. Like, I don't know a lot of the music in, like, the Chocobo's Dungeon games. And there's so many, like, kind of weird Crystal Chronicles. Like, Crystal Chronicles is a spinoff, but there's, like, spinoffs of Crystal Chronicles, too. Like, it has its own subseries, and I don't know most of those. So, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot out there. Yeah. Uh, I actually only... F- I didn't know that the Crystal Chronicles was, like, um, like I thought it was just one game. I didn't know that it's a series of spinoffs. <laughs> yeah, like they had the original I was on so GameCube. Surprised. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And then there's the one with the Wii. The Wii, the DS, and yeah. then there was there was some that were I don't know if they were released anywhere else, but there was some that were download only on the Wii. But they weren't they weren't straight up RPGs. I think they were like like um, huh, it's a mix, like Kingdom Management or something. My Life as a King. I never played it, but oh. Yeah, all kinds of weird stuff in that series. Yeah, I've never heard of this. <laughs> well, don't worry because our first song tonight, I'm going to be talking about one of the one of the weirder ones that I enjoy. 
Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, let's let's go dig into some uh, underrated or at least lesser known Final Fantasy music. And I didn't actually intend for that to be a segue into Crystal Chronicles, but that's where we're starting. Um, <laughs> at multiple times on on the podcast in the past, I I like I had this thing where I would bring up this ver- this game whenever I could. Um, so Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, the Crystal Bearers is way too long of a name. Um, but it was, it was another spinoff of Crystal Chronicles. Like, you know, it's vaguely in the same world. It's almost like the, the Evil East games where like you see some like similar races and characters, but the games aren't really connected exactly. Um, so this one was on the Wii and it was all motion controlled or at least partially motion controlled, which is probably one reason a lot of people don't like it. Um, but I'm talking about the game too much. Anyway, if you haven't heard of it, it's on the Wii. It's strange, but kind of wonderful. So my song is the Selkie Guild from the Crystal Bearers. Um, and then after that, we have uh, Tin's first song today. Yeah, I'm I'm bringing tunes that are actually um, very um, chill or like relaxing to listen to. Ah, the song I'm bringing is Golden Key by Yokoshimomura from Final Fantasy XV soundtrack. Awesome. Well, let's go listen to the Selkie Guild and Golden Key, and then we'll come back with commentary.
All right, so one of my favorite Crystal Bearers songs that I have not brought in the show yet is the Selkie Guild. Um, I'm pretty sure if we go back to past episodes and the songs, we've had music from the game a few times, and I think it's probably been me every time because I don't really know who else at RPG Fan ever even played the game. But yeah, um, th- this is one of my favorite ones because it's just it's just such a fun song. Like the the Selkies, their their little base is like on this big wooden ship in I think it's in like a cove. So it's like it's in the water. Of course, it's a wooden ship, but like sort of in like this rocky cave thing. But there's there's water and it's just it's cozy and I don't know. It's just kind of a fun little place to be. So. But I've always liked the the nice, like, rich bass line in this song. The bass line and the percussion. But it's just, it's it's bouncy and sort of summer, summery. Um, I think a lot of the game kind of has, like, a summery or even an autumn autumn feel. It's just, just comfortable, you know? So, and unless I'm remembering wrong, I can't remember if you play a little surfing minigame to get to this place. Or maybe it's somewhere in there or you're leaving. But it's somehow somewhat related so i think that's maybe why they went with the kind of summary vacation vibe to it but i don't know i've just always liked it have has anyone else heard this before <laughs> i definitely haven't heard it before but it's one of those that sounds very fit, like you can immediately pick up the vibe from it the uh it reminds me of a lot of the like folk guitar like kind of like the irish folk bands slash sea shanty vibe Oh yeah, okay. um, that sometimes we'll hear, and the uh, the guitar and the the percussion, especially, just gave me that sense. And immediately, like when you said it was on a sh- that their bass was on a ship, I was like, oh, okay, that's that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, I I have never played any Crystal Chronicle game except for I think I played the original on GameCube for about an hour um and just didn't like it because <laughs> I, I felt like it was a game that you needed to really play multiplayer um and yeah. i had no one to play with so um but i i got very similar vibes from it um it actually kind of reminded me a little bit of like the background music that plays when you are at the beginning of kingdom hearts when you're on the island it kind of gave me a similar mm-hmm. vibe okay uh, same with everyone else i also haven't played any Crystal Chronicle game, and uh, this this sounds like um, like I would guess it's not. Of course, it's clearly not a battle music, and also it's also not uh, music that's um, played during a random encounter or something. But it does it give off that that vibe where like it's probably in an island similar to what Jimmy mentioned in Kingdom Hearts. So yeah, it's really good. I do like the 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 strings for, for this for this song. Well good. I'm glad everyone liked it. I uh I'm I'm not going to like take advantage of this situation to like try to tell everyone to play this game. I, I did look up really quick because I know I've talked about this before. Like if I, if I've ever talked about uh Skyward Sword on this podcast or anywhere in RPG fan I will fully admit that I reviewed that game back around 2010, I think, too. And I scored it too high. In hindsight, I definitely scored it too high. Uh, Crystal Bearers, I gave an 88. But I think I stand by that one because I I don't know that it's for everyone. But if you can deal with some weird motion control stuff and just that 
cool setting and uh, I don't know. I think it's a fun time. It's not, I don't know. I don't know how to sell people on it. It's just, an, it's an interesting little game that I think was overlooked. And I wonder, I wonder if they made it, re-released it without the motion controls that would find a bigger audience. How's the motion control applied in the game, by the way? Like, just a gist of it. Um, like your powers, like your, your character's main power is like, he, it's like a, kind of like a telekinesis thing. So like, there's a cursor on the screen. So like, that's how you interact with things. Like you can grab oh. things and like shake them around and, you know, tip cows over. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't think there's any motion controls in like movement or anything. I think it's just like, that's how you interact with stuff is you. Mm -hmm point at them with the cursor and like pick up things and move things so it's not like mm -hmm. everything you do and it's probably less yeah. less intense than skyward sword or other like the motion control zelda stuff mm -hmm. but you know i i know that that was not everyone's favorite kind of thing so that probably contributed to why it's kind of an obscure little thing sounds like something i might enjoy on like a pc release if i could play it on a with a mouse instead of a motion like a pointer yeah yeah well I don't expect it'll ever get re-released, but you know, if you if you have a Wii laying around and find the game, then maybe. Yeah, so that was fun. That was a, a weird trip down memory lane for one of us. I'm guessing more than one of us played our next game, though. Um, so, Tin, tell us about your song. Uh, first time I I listened to this song as well. Um, I, I was during my first playthrough in playing Final Fantasy 15, and all I could remember was that um, it also sounded vaguely familiar to being in the world of Final Fantasy XIV in Costa del Sol. So it had the same it had the same vibe for me. And yeah, the song's pretty chill. And you, you, you go around the area and it also reminds me of fishing, which I actually really loved in the game. And not really a lot of people liked it as well, but for me, I just I just enjoy fishing in general in RPG games. And um, yeah, uh, every time I listen to this, um, I I I just go back to the thoughts of having a vacation. And here in my country, there's like a lot of beaches, resorts. So yeah, <laughs> uh, it's one of those that I would love to play when during a I have I don't know during a day off and I'm just at home playing playing music and um, just having a great day. So this one I, I felt like both of these had that same kind of chill guitar and like I think those are both like hand drums of some kind in the background on, on both of those tracks. Um, and this one kind of gave me that feel like uh, a girl from Ipanema a little bit. <laughs> okay, not the reference I was expecting. Yeah, same. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> it has just that very timeless laid back with the like little guitar runs and the like the light percussion in the background and just that very kind of, I don't know, it, that's just where my brain went. <laughs> No, I'll have to listen. I'll have to listen again. I haven't heard it in a while, so I gotta. I never listened to it, obviously, in this context. So I, I gotta check it out. I'm, I believe you. I just it never occurred to me. <laughs> it felt very cozy to me. If, if I had to sum it up in one word, and it actually paired really well with the 
with the previous song too. Mm-hmm. I do like it when when we have songs that I can do that with. So some of our some of our pairings today aren't paired quite as well as these two, but these two worked really well together. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely has that you know kind of beachy vibes too. And uh, I don't I don't know if this is why you feel it's uh, overlooked or underrated or either of those things. But you know, to me, like this is one of those towns in an RPG where like when you're there, like there's some, there's some somewhat important stuff that goes on, right? Like you meet, mm-hmm. you, you meet up with Arden, who's definitely spends the entire time there trying to convince you that he's a good guy. And like, he's not believable at all, but all the guys go along with him anyway, because he's just too charming. Um, so like there's, there's some notable stuff there when you're meeting him and you're getting on a boat or something, right? I don't remember yeah. all the details. Um, but I don't remember if you ever go back. If, if that, I don't remember if Golden Key like plays a part in the story ever again, because uh, I only remember being there that one time, and it was cool. And then that's it—you're never there again. I think you can at some point, like a specific chapter, but I can actually vaguely remember or uh, my playthrough already. It's been a while. So. Yeah, like I mean, you can visit, of course, but I don't know if there's any other important things outside uh, of like, like maybe some side yeah. quests. But yeah, most but, likely. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that you compared it to 14's Costa del Sol because my notes I was going to compare it to 7's almost like oh. if it, like if it's a a spiritual successor or even a sequel. Yeah. Um, and I like the right around the midpoint. There's like this like symbol crash, which makes me just feel like you know a wave crashing on a beach or something like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know, just like I like that. Yeah, like both of these songs, but especially this one, like just make me want to like kind of sit back, put my feet up, and grab like a tropical drink or something. Um, but I don't have a tropical drink. Uh, I have alcoholic pumpkin spice latte, so that will have to do. Uh, it's not really tropical, but it's what I have. Yeah, if like um, uh, Square Square Enix music channel would come up with the Final Fantasy beach playlist, and both of our both of our song picks would be there. I mean, they might. They've been doing these like monthly playlists lately. Yeah, they had a road trip one, and I forgot what this month's is, but. All right. Well, speaking of road trips and beaches, oh well, no, I don't. I don't do not have a good no. segue for Lucas's next song here. <laughs> I mean, there's sand. <laughs> there is sand. I hate sand. Um. Anyway, yes. So that sort of kind of brings us to our next song. So, Lucas, what is your first song today? My first song is Damsian Castle" by Nobuo Uematsu, arranged by Yuko. Kumiyama for the pixel remaster of Final Fantasy. All right. And we get also to Jimmy's first songs. What's our first song from you? My first song is Horror of the Abyss by Takaharu Ishimoto from Final Fantasy Type Zero. Well, there's one we have not had on the show a lot, so that's exciting. All right. Let us go listen to Damsian Castle and Horror of the Abyss.
So I was a little bit worried about bringing uh, music from some of the you know, SNES era Final Fantasies that have, are, you know, among some of the most popular. But it seemed like a lot of these hadn't really been talked about on the show. And uh, Damsian Castle was not actually <laughs> anywhere close to my my list when I started. Um, but as I was listening through to the soundtracks, the remaster in particular really grabbed me and the changes in instrumentation and the uh, vocals that they added in gave it this this next level to it. Uh, a song that I've heard a lot um, because I play a lot of Final Fantasy IV uh, randomizer and the first places you usually go are Damsian <laughs> Castle and uh, Eblin Castle, both of which have this theme playing. That's not one I'd really thought a lot about musically. And it definitely has this, like, sense of regal, mournful vibe of the, like, haunted castle, the fallen castle. And it, it just kind of jumped out at me in a way I wasn't expecting. Yeah, it's definitely not not a song I expected today. And, uh, you know, I'll admit, like, I love Final Fantasy IV, too, and it's not something... It's not a song I usually think of. If you ask me my favorite songs, uh, normally this would not be up there on the list. Not that it's bad. It's just not, you know, the top of my mind. Um, and I I am a bad fan and have not played most of the Pixel remasters yet, outside of one, of all things. Um, and I've, I've listened to the soundtracks here and there, because I have all the soundtracks anyway, even though I haven't played the games. But I was not expecting the the choir or vocals in this arrangement. I had not listened to it yet. Um, I think it's great. It, it's one of those, it's just a really great example of a song that was, you know, all of these remasters, like they, they were so careful with how they arranged them that they didn't like drastically change them. It's not like they're not, they, nothing feels like a remix or like this is a whole new song. Um, even when they add stuff like this, I feel like it's really, it's really authentic and true to the original one, but they just emphasize certain things and certain moods. Um, like, I feel like a lot of the music in all six of the games, the whole series of them, is that, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you hear this song and it's like, it's kind of like, this is the ver this is how you remember a song, even though it didn't always, it didn't actually sound that way. But like in your head, sometimes they sound better than you remember them. And I feel like that's how some of these arrangements are. Um, it's just like, it's it has the same sound and the same feel to it, just with a nice upgrade in the instruments. And in this one, the, the the vocal touches are just enough to emphasize and accent that that like kind of mournfulness in the song, but it doesn't take away from anything. Like it doesn't, it's not, it, it's subtle enough that it doesn't take away from anything else. And it's just there as a nice accent. And uh, yeah, I had no idea. I just, I really hadn't listened to this one yet. So uh, it, it opened my eyes or ears too. I did want to go back to one thing you said there. Oh no. Which was, um, said it wasn't at the front of your mind. And we made a similar comment with Golden Key as well of it's not something that you come back to. And I feel like there's several of these songs where part of it is, you know, they're in kind of out of the way areas or they're things that you could miss. And maybe that's why they don't get the attention that they that some of the other songs do. You know, everyone fights Sephiroth at the end, <laughs> but not everybody spends a lot of time in you know, Dancian Castle, where you walk three up three flights of stairs and then it enters a cutscene and the music changes. Yeah. 
That's true. Yeah, this the song choices or the underrated ones that we're bringing in today are like there there are really good songs, but they they always get overpowered by all of the other tracks in in, in the other games. So it's it's one of those that when you first listen to it, you'd be like, "Oh, this is surprisingly really good," and then you reach to that boss part like what you mentioned and then you just forget about this oh that that's for me like a lot of the the these songs that are part of the lineup uh, um are are like um music in the series that you know it, it's good that you listen to them once in a while and suddenly you'd have that urge of like oh, I, f- i feel like i want to play that game and, and just also listen to this again you know yeah yeah i i thought the vocals were a nice touch um as we get to my song picks you'll probably see that i kind of dig vocals in my <laughs> in my in my rpg music <laughs> well we could talk about one of your songs then if you're ready sure so yeah i when i was thinking about songs initially i kind of when i was thinking about underrated Final Fantasy songs I started thinking of underrated Final Fantasy games and you know Type Zero is a game that I don't think gets talked about very much um, but I thoroughly enjoy it um, I actually you know playing Final Fantasy 16 recently there's I can see quite a bit of Type Zero in Final Fantasy 16 like very primitive um versions of some of the gameplay in there um and really i listened to probably the whole soundtrack and a lot of this song kind of captures the feel of the type zero soundtrack as a whole um a lot of the songs have this kind of um chorus um almost haunting choral vocals to them um especially this one i mean the title's horror of the abyss um so i just thought it was of all of them it kind of gave me that vibe i was looking for i just think it's a game that the soundtrack is really strong and it doesn't get talked about enough yeah i think you're right i think type Zero had a really weird weird transition right like we didn't get the original version like it's so much time had passed between the japanese release and the english one it was like people wrote it off it's like well we're never going to get this game You know, I don't. I don't know if it was ever 100% confirmed that it was a music rights thing, but I believe that was at least part of it. At least that's what everyone said at the time. And um, so, like when they announced that HD one at whatever E3 that was, it was a huge deal. Like it, at that point, people figured we would never get an English one. So that they were remaking it and it was coming out in English, like everyone was so excited uh, because it, it's one of those games that I feel like people really talked up. It's like, wow, it's, it's such a great game, but we never get it. And then I also feel like those, a lot of those same people, once it came out, it wasn't as beloved as, I don't know. I didn't play it. I, I have I have uh, no stake in this one, but I just feel like some people didn't love it quite as much. And I was surprised because it's, it's one of those ones I never understood that was it good or was it not? Was it just that you wanted it to come out here? I think maybe it was a little um, ahead of its time. I think maybe people have their expectations of Final Fantasy and I think now with 16 um, you know now that they've kind of fully crossed into the 
action RPG um, kind of realm. Um, I don't know that it was that people were that down with it um, when Type Zero came out over here as they or accepting um, with such a major, you know, um, departure from their typical turn-based games than they are now. I mean, if I mean, it's probably a little too late for this, but if that that rumor of like uh, Final Fantasy Type One ever pans out, that would be interesting. Um, but yeah, none of that was actually in my notes, and none of it had to do with the music. But a couple things on the actual song. Uh, this is the only game on the show today uh, that I have not played, although I own it. Um, but I've listened to the music here and there, and actually, most recently, I listened to it in theater rhythm so i played i played a few of the songs too but it really has some powerful music um it uh it sort of fits with the theme before this too even though i don't really know the context but it just it hits me it 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 feels like a similar style piece like it's something at least used maybe a desperate moment uh which is probably a, a given given what the song is named but uh it's just so moody it's moody, and I really like the the slower pacing of it. So it has this like, like this kind of creeping feeling of dread. So like it really sets this this mood. I assume that's the mood it's supposed to set because it works perfectly. Yes, that would be a correct assumption on your part. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've also never played this game, but I actually do have it because my brother before played it. But I've never really watched him play it. Uh, before so um i was also surprised when i saw jimmy um added this on the list so and as soon as i tried listening to it it did remind me of um playing 16 or um those icon battle fights or um in final fantasy 10 like when you're inside a temple as well trying to trying to um uh, solve the puzzles or just fighting the boss and yeah all of the the vocals uh and in the, the music as well was very hunting and but at the same time even though they're very hunting and they do sound literally sound like horror of the abyss um i yeah, i i it, for some reason if for me uh they, it made me feel a bit um kind of uh, warm in a sense that um yeah I, i'm i'm actually not sure where i'm getting at but it it made me feel the opposite of its title for me interesting okay <laughs> yeah you like do you like being scared is that what it is <laughs> maybe i'm into um music that uh have this choir on the background or something oh uh-huh, maybe so okay See, I'm sitting here like, you know, I wouldn't want to hear this like late at night when I go to bed. And you're just like, oh, well, this, <laughs> yeah. this, I'm going to go sleep to this music now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've talked a, a lot about the, the choral part. I felt like the thing that kept drawing me in with it was there's also just some weird, like, I don't, I don't want to say sound effects. I don't know if they're just like distorted voices or something. Like it almost sounded like laughing in the background. And this like growl effect at the end as it fades out that both like whenever I ran into that, I just kept having to stop and go, what was that? And like go back a little bit and listen to it again just to try and get a sense of like what it was, or what it was trying to do. And I feel like that 
the fact that it leaves you wondering what that weird sound was seems like it fits perfectly with vibe that this is trying to go <laughs> where it's just like uncomfortable almost where you're just trying to like figure it out yeah it's actually a good touch i'd say to make it sound more horror wow i see i listened on speakers i wonder i didn't really pick up on that i guess i gotta listen to it again on headphones and check it out maybe tin listened on headphones and it's just a voice saying it's like go to sleep <laughs> get some rest <laughs> wow well, I enjoyed that. That uh, was a, an interesting conversation, and I'm glad you brought that on. Uh, I don't, I don't have the list in front of me, but we've had Type Zero on the show before, but a very long time ago. I, I think most of the times we had Type Zero on, it was actually we had like guests on the show for like Music of the Year podcasts who really, really liked Ishimoto's work. So that was actually how I got introduced to it because that was before the game even came out. I think so. It was fun getting to talk about it again and listen to one of the songs. All right. Well, that brings us to our midway point, um, and coming up next is my second song. Uh, like Lucas said earlier, I I really w did intend to avoid really well-known or popular Final Fantasies. Uh, so, of course, I brought on something from Final Fantasy VI. Um, but it is its coin song, so it's definitely not one of the more obvious picks from VI. Um, and actually... Like you, Lucas, this was actually not even on my list originally. This was not something I really thought about early on. Uh, it just kind of sprung itself on me, and I realized, oh, yes, this is the one. So, yes, that's what I have. Uh, I have Coin Song, but it's specifically Coin Song from the Final Fantasy VI Piano Collections arrangement album. And after that, we have Lucas's second song. My second song is Kamino Yorikako, our realm's theme from... Uh, the Love Will Grow album, Nobuo uh, Uematsu, arranged by Risa Oki. But you'll never guess how I paired these two songs together. Can't imagine. Uh, let's go listen to Coin Song and Kamiyo Yurikago, or Realm's Theme, uh, both from Final Fantasy VI.
I know I could never make the case that Final Fantasy VI itself is underrated, because um, that would be ridiculous. Um, especially its music, because with how often it's appeared just on our show and how beloved that soundtrack is, like th- there's no way. I'm sorry if you heard a motorcycle that just went by. Um, so six in general underrated, no. Um, but Coin Song is not one I feel comes into the conversation often, uh, even by me. Like I said. I was thinking, I was looking through stuff and I went through some of my old arrangement albums like Love Will Grow or the old piano collection because I was like, you know, I really want to find something that I like but don't listen to a lot or haven't thought about a lot. And going through songs, this one came up and I was like, wait, no, I love this one. It's just, it's it's like so many others where it kind of gets overshadowed. Um, Like so many of us, if you know Six's music, you know Tara's theme, you know a lot of a lot of the character themes are really memorable. Uh, the boss battle music in the game, Dancing Mad, like there's so many really popular and amazing songs in Six. Um, so it's easy to think of those, but there's also so many other ones you don't think about a lot. And um, for me, like one of them is this one. And whether you call it Coin Song or Coin of Fate, I think Coin of Fate is maybe a newer official translation of it. But on this album, it's still called Coin Song. Um, it plays during a flashback with uh, Edgar and Sabin, and it it accents like one of my favorite character moments and like one of my favorite scenes in the game. Even though the real like impact uh, of that scene and that whole event, you don't really know until later in the game. But it's it's sort of it's kind of melancholy, but I think it's more introspective than actually sad. It's just kind of like a you know we're looking back at the past and stuff, but. Uh, and it's just, it's a fun, um, fun isn't the right word. It's a great twist and arrangement of the of Figaro and Edgar and Sabin's theme. And it's just so, uh, the mood and the feel of it is so perfect for these two guys at like this pivotal moment in their lives or in their past lives anyway. Um, this particular version, like I, I listened to a bunch of arrangements and they're all good in their different ways. Um, this one doesn't have like the the bass or maybe like the weight of the original one or some other arrangements uh, because they went for a more like a lighter, more delicate feel with the piano. And uh, but I like it. it. It it has a slightly different mood than the original, but I still enjoy it a lot. Um, like it's one of those ones where like I wouldn't want to replace the in-game music or the in-game version with this one because the tone is a little different, but I still think it's a, it's a really nice alternate take. You know, it's a little more comforting than maybe, maybe it shouldn't be as comforting in the game, but this version I feel is more comforting because of the piano. I fully agree with the, what you said about this version being like, if anything, I feel like it really encompasses the feeling of this particular piece. Well, the, the piano and kind of that light high, like almost thin, uh, it, like you said, the melancholy, introspection, either way, a little of both. One of the things I love with this song is, like you said, the, the it plays on these different themes, these different motifs that we get. And while a lot of the character themes are really defined, I always feel like Edgar and Sabin and Figaro Castle and Queen Song all kind of blend together a little bit more than the rest of them. They're a lot less... They stand out less, but in an intentional way. Yeah, no, I could see that. I never thought about it like that, but yeah. This song, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, you know, I like the original too. Um, I realized that I have not 
listen to very many of these piano arrangements of Final Fantasy music, and I need to do that because I actually enjoyed it. I found it very relaxing. Now, this is more something that I could um, fall asleep listening to, other <laughs> as opposed to yeah. my pick. <laughs> yeah, um, it's also my first time listening to this version, this piano arrangement, and as someone who usually prefers um, piano arrangements uh, than any other arrangements, um, I actually think this this version would would fit more to, uh, when it comes to it being played on the background uh, in the game. Since this one is like a lot more mellow and a lot more um, I don't know, touching in 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 a way, uh, since this is a theme for uh, the two brothers, and yeah, this is actually perfect um, for me. But could you fall asleep to it? Yeah, definitely, okay. like instantly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like one of those tunes that you could listen to if they if i remember they had uh square would sell these music boxes right and this would be this would be nice to have in one of those yeah i would mm-hmm. yeah i wish i thought to look this up so i don't want to i don't want to give bad information on the show but i don't want to say every final fantasy has a piano album i know most mm-hmm. of them do but i'm sure there's one somewhere in there that didn't get one um actually i don't remember if seven got one um but yeah, like for a while there, they were doing it for most of them. So like, you know, this this album is from, you know, the mid 90s. It wasn't it was actually released not too long after six itself. So I, I would definitely check them out. Um, I'm pretty sure I know they did one for 15. I have not heard much of 15. And of course, they have mm-hmm. many of them for 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, if you can find them, they're good. They're they're great listens uh, like the four. Four and six, I really like the piano collections a lot. Um, I'm pretty sure you can't get them anymore. I mean, I don't think they're in print that I know of. And I don't believe they even have like digital versions. But, you know, at the very least, you can probably find them on YouTube. Uh, But Mm -hmm. it's kind of hit or miss. Like even this one, just for sharing with people and like listening before the show, like we we share YouTube links and uh I found a link for this and list, had everyone listen to it. And then I noticed like just earlier today, I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of weird like audio glitches in this version. So there are good versions, but you have to find them. So it would be nice if like so many of these albums would, could be, you know, back in print or even on Square's YouTube channel, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that just have never heard them. Um, and, and speaking of very, very old Final Fantasy arrangement albums that are <laughs> out of print um, that I'm. I'm pretty also pretty sure you cannot get any more, Lucas. So this is the one I had mentioned that was my impetus for coming on this show. Um, this is one I found in the uh, the early days of the internet, the Napster era, um, <laughs> when I was first getting into video games and looking into video game music, and uh, it's. Again, it's a song I hadn't really noticed or thought about while I was playing the game. And it is probably one of the songs that shows up the least in the game itself. Um, I'm pretty sure it only shows up four times. And most of them are really short scenes. So it kind of cuts off 
while it's still in the middle of that intro. And you don't even realize that it has this whole chorus that comes afterwards. This whole, like, like it has almost like a chorus verse thing going. I mean, even in the original version. And most people have probably never heard it unless you're, like, really bad at choosing a name for Realm or uh, <laughs> fighting Ultros or something. Um, like, most of those are, like, 30-second sequences before it changes again. Um, but yeah, this version, like I said, I found it randomly on the internet at some point in my uh, past. It really made me stop and think about you know, the music in the game in a different way. And I think it's such a weird, <laughs> like, it's beautiful, but it is such a weird representation of this and such a, like... With Realm being such a kind of bratty character, this beautiful, light <laughs> song didn't feel like it captured her very well at first. And I was thinking about it a little bit more, um, and it seems like there are little moments that it captures that are like the core of her, I guess. Um, when you first recruit her, it gives the little intro, and it says something about, you know, she captures the beauty of nature in her paintings and something like that. And the translation for the lyrics matches up with something along those lines. It almost feels like they gave that person that as the prompt or something for writing the song. Yeah, it's it's a weird, really layered choral piece that I can't think of anything else that quite feels like it. And especially not from game music, but still somehow feels like the original and makes you notice things in the original that you might not have before. Yeah. I mean, that whole album is, is something, uh, it's, it's very, it's very strange in a good way. Um, Audra actually brought on a song. I forget how many episodes ago, uh, earlier this year, she brought on another song from that, which is also strange. Um, but it's, it's at least notable. I, I remember that because you've made some comment about love will grow being weird and it is weird. I was thinking about, and I was thinking about bringing this on at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, when I say weird, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I, I describe myself as no. weird. I, I think it, I just mean it's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, if we're talking weird, uh, here, here I, I have I have something that's going to confuse you, but just stay with me on this one. Uh, Moana. Does anyone know the Moana soundtrack? Oh yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, Mike! I can't. Oh, I, got, I know I've where got you're four getting kids. at. Okay, you do know. Though. Okay, <laughs> the first like thirty or forty seconds of the song, I was like, "Why does this?" I know it's completely different. Oh, I wow. know. I know this is this is Japanese. Moana is like you know they went with like you know South Pacific you know Islander kind of music. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why the beginning of this made me think of that um, because I have listened. I listened to that soundtrack a lot. Um, that doesn't really carry through the, to the rest of the song, but for some reason, there's a weird similarity in the intros. Like the first couple songs in Moana's soundtrack, listen to those and listen to this. And I'm like, that's strange. I never picked up on that. Um, which, of course, I wouldn't have picked up on it originally because this album came out in 1995. But uh, so the, I... I did not come across this album exactly the same way. It was not a Napster thing for me. In my case was it was a burn CD that someone gave me, which is how I found out about this album. 
um, and how I originally have it, but we actually own a, comp a copy of it now. Um, but yeah, um, outside of, of that weird, unexpected comparison, um, actually brings me to another unexpected. Now, oh, wow, that segue didn't that segue worked really well in my head. Um, anyway, like you said, Lucas, this is a really unexpected way to arrange realms theme. And I'm glad you brought up the lyrics because I looked them up too. And I don't know that there's an official translation or anything, um, but some of them are very interesting. Uh, not what I expected at all the lyrics to be uh, translate to, especially given the kind of kind of wistfulness of the song. But you know, like you said, she's she's a little kid. She's kind of bratty. Um, so her original theme is like it's it's a little more innocent. It's playful, and it just for lack of a better term, it sounds young. Like it sounds, it, it does sound like a theme for a younger character. You know, like it, the instruments are, you know, I know it's all synth, but the best way I could describe it is it's a synthy combination of bagpipes and a kazoo. Like that's <laughs> some of Rome's yep. theme sounds like it's played on, mm -hmm. on whatever that would be. I, I hate the, the, that choice for it. And that's part <laughs> of why I bought it. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know whether it was bagpipes or I, I can't quite tell. I always thought oboe oh, a okay, little bit. Okay. Oh. Um, but yeah, it has this little bit of a, that like little bit of a whine to it or something that just makes it feels a little weird. Right. And, and I don't, I have no idea what the intent was behind this song, like the, the sound of it, the lyrics or anything, but I've decided looking at the lyrics and the way it sounds versus her original that, you know, maybe, maybe the idea was that this, you know, that song in the game was Rome as a child, and this is her later in life. This is like a grown-up Rome's theme or something. Because the tonal shift is major. Like it feels it feels more more mature and kind of strange. And uh like I said, like it, I'm not gonna like quote any of these lyrics as like official lyrics or anything. I don't know what it is. This was like, oh, let me right click on this and translate these just to see what it says at all. Like just to get the gist of it. And like it talks about things like, you know, painting the sins I committed and uh, passing wreckage. And like, why is this so depressing? Um, very different from what I thought it was might have been about. So um, I, I'd like to actually look up like a proper like translation, see what those lyrics really say. Um, but, you know, I, I get the gist of what it is and it's not what I thought it would be. Um, it's it's really, really interesting. Um, I also think it's, it is pretty. It just it's. Like you said, not what you would expect at all, which I think is true of the whole album. Like a lot of these arrangements on Love Will Grow are not the way you'd ever think those songs would be taken. And the fact that it was something they did in 1995 and it wasn't like, you know, like there's some arrangements and remixes you get of music now. It's like, you know, 20 years later, someone's like, well, this has been arranged like 20 different ways. What can we do? And like they do something weird and experimental. So it's it's interesting to think they were doing these official experimental arrangements like a year or two after the game came out. Well, um, to add to your weird comparison earlier, funny thing is like when I first listened to this, it reminded me of Lion King or Tarzan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like it's, it, it's the vocal sounds like, um, it's like a, the birth of a new hero or something. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it, it's it's how I. But then, like, also while listening to it, uh, stripping off the vocal, the, the the music would come off differently. 
I think the vocal really、um, changed it up entirely.、Uh, something I just noticed while listening to it. <laughs> yeah. I think that kind of fits with the theme and the lyrics a little bit as well. Of, I mean, you said compared to like Moana and Lion King, Tarzan, those all have this very nature kind of、mm-hmm. tie. And the lyrics are all about, you know, the, the earth and the sky and the, the trees and the rain. And those all, I mean, that's the same vibe as a lot of those、uh, Disney. Yeah, that makes, makes, so I guess that kind of makes, makes sense. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the kind of vibe I got for it、um, is much more obscure、um, than, than Moana or The Lion King, but I don't know how many people here have played the Jade Cocoon games.、Um, it's funny you mentioned the kind of nature, earth vibe、um, to the song because those, the soundtrack, especially to the first game,、um, it's set in like. Of the forest, a lot like an enchanted tropical type forest. And I don't know. That's what I thought when I listened to it was that it gave me kind of Jade Cocoon vibes. Okay. No, like I know the people I know that have played that game really, really love it, but I, I missed out on it on both of them. Yeah. I was really, I, I, when I first played, you know, the original Pokemon games,、um, I wanted to play any clone、um, monster collecting type. RPG I could get my hands on, and most of them I didn't really care for, or they were really forgettable. But、um, I really enjoy the first Jade Cocoon. I have the second one also here、uh, for PS2, but I've never really gotten into it. Nice. I'll have to go check it out. I don't, since I didn't play it, I'm actually not very familiar with the music either. So I gotta, I gotta see. All right. That brings us to our last block now. So we have one more song from Tin and one more from Jimmy. So. Tin, what is your second song today?、Um, yeah, I'm bringing another song that's from another, not really an underrated game, but, <laughs> <laughs> but、um, almost every、uh, other friend that I have and that plays Final Fantasy XIV, and then I suddenly ask them, Have you guys heard of the Maruman thing? None of them <laughs> remembers it. <laughs> And then,、um, yeah, I, I, I thought that this is like a good piece to bring here. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other 14 players also might have missed this music. And、um, yeah, my song theme is called On Our Fates Alight by Masayoshi Soken, also known as the Amara Month theme. Okay. And Jimmy, your other song, our close, well, our semi closing track today. Yeah. So, my other song, which I'm sure was difficult to pair with any other song on this episode, <laughs>、uh, <laughs> is uh, uh, Otherworld、um, by、uh, Nobu Umatsu from Final Fantasy X. It, really, if I was just going on sound, like the closest, the only one that was semi close was actually your Type Zero one. But I didn't want to just like. Have just both of your songs together. Even then, it was kind of pushing it. So, yeah, I just thought it, it, it would be good at the end. So,、uh, let's go listen to On Our Fates Alight and then do a complete tonal shift and listen to Other World.
So, before we get to Tin Song, uh, I discovered something hilarious on the break, and that was definitely that I looked up the wrong lyrics to a song with the exact same name as Realm's theme. So it turns out the song I was looking up and did a translation for that has lyrics like, Kill Me Who's Broken, is not actually Realm's theme, but something else. Uh, because when Lucas showed me the lyrics, uh, they were much prettier and completely changes my take. And now I have to listen to that song again and find the proper lyrics. So please ignore everything I said. But we're going to leave it in the show because I actually think it's really funny to think about now. But you know what? I will own up to my mistakes. What are you going to do? Be careful what you look up, I guess, when you're looking up uh, apparently uh, song titles that can be used by multiple people in groups. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to you, Tin. Uh, yeah. Um, uh funny thing is i brought this song uh here and um i didn't really know that it had an actual song title and all these years and whenever i had let people listen to it i would just always call it the amaro mount theme uh but yeah thanks to mike here for <laughs> looking it up in the entire album of the shadow bringers i what song number like track number is it uh it let me look again now oh, i closed it it's like 51 52 or something yeah so, you know so. that that is something i looked up <laughs> properly um yeah <laughs> because i so, I, yeah. I didn't know the name offhand either but i figured it was somewhere on one of the albums yeah uh i think this is one of the music that um a lot of other 14 players would miss because I think you would only 
hear this when you when when you use the port ability uh you know the renting thing going around the maps similar to using the chocobos and this one is a you're gonna use the amaro and this music would just play in the background and surprisingly this is not the music i would expect to hear while flying uh, across the map and a lot of the impressions i i usually get from other people when i first make them listen to this is that they would assume that it's from a different rpg and a lot of the ones i i saw online were like they were mostly saying that this sounds like straight from chrono cross instead and i i i do agree with that because um <laughs> this uh this the music um uh for this is also somewhat similar to the other song that i brought and and i did not also intentionally um pick this one just to match my other one but it, I, i just realized that oh they they both uh, are ended the same um theme so yeah what do you guys think about it um i think you were absolutely right that 14 players don't know it because i didn't know it <laughs> Um, I mean, I've heard it because I own the soundtrack, so I've listened to it there, but I, I realized, like, you know what? I don't know that I ever heard it in-game because I usually have Mount Music turned off, and I don't remember if the Porter music will play if you have Mount Music off. And the only other way to hear it is if, one, you have that music turned on, and two, you get the Amara mount yourself. And I certainly yeah. don't have all my jobs at level 80, so I also don't have access to it that way. <laughs> Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, so no, it it that's that's perfect for this theme because you know I I have played fourteen a whole lot and even I you know have overlooked this one. So, but it's just it's really I I saw the Chrono Cross comparisons too, but it's just really lovely and peaceful and mm-hmm. you know it it sort of fits I think as Mount Music at least for me um, in this world that's full of light even though you know, technically that's not a good thing in this case but um but i also like it the idea of it anyway cause, uh of as like a nighttime uh, mm-hmm. you know mount you know a nighttime cruise kind of theme it's just it's really nice this the delicate notes and the casual pace but yeah so i guess i gotta you know maybe get all my stuff to 80 so i can hear it in game too <laughs> so yeah good, oh, is that good all? choice yeah that's all <laughs> i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> I have this mission right now, and it's literally just for inventory space. Where I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to get all my jobs, even the ones I never play, at least up to 50, so I don't have any low-level gear, um, which is a really weird thing that I've decided to put myself through. And I'm almost there. I have two jobs left under 50. So I like that's how you came up with solving your inventory problem. <laughs> well, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I could just throw away this gear that's under 50, but What if? What if? Yeah. I decide <laughs> one day that. to play Black Mage and I switch over to it and I'm naked. So <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm going to hold on to it. But now it's using too much space. So instead, we get everything up to as high as we can and then have them share gear. I I found it a little odd that you said you didn't feel like it felt like a good flying song because that is the like one of the notes I had made was that it definitely has that feeling of like light or. Uh, It almost gave me a vibe of like 
some of the like underwater levels in games. Oh, a yeah, bit. That's, that's that's actually more accurate. Uh, but either way, kind of that weightlessness and the the whimsical like little light mood to it. It, it was relax, definitely really relaxing and fun, and yeah, I liked it. I probably didn't think of it that way because um, when you like in fourteen, when you try to do the side quest for this, um, that's relating to this month. It was, if I remember correctly, it was kind of depressing. So, to just suddenly have this music blasting through your uh, through your speakers <laughs> after going through something really sad was surprising. Yeah, that, yeah. I guess if you hear it in context, it, it's a really weird like tonal shift. So I, yeah, I can but see that. it's really good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. I thought actually both of your songs would be uh, really good for like reading or studying because i've always got um a playlist kind of with the same vibe on when i'm doing that um and uh yeah um i have really not played final fantasy 14 um but from what i've heard from the soundtrack it's got some really cool music and so i guess it would be correct that if this is a mount specific theme so this is kind of like the equivalent of in Super Mario World, when Mario jumps on Yoshi and mm-hmm. like the additional drums start when you're on Yoshi, this was like the equivalent of that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or like a chocobo <laughs> theme in, in other Final Fantasies. Yeah. yeah. I did find it funny that you made that comparison to saying that it, you didn't realize that it was very similar to your other one. And that was like your two songs and Mike's song all kind of had that guitar and like percussion and that very light feel. Mm-hmm. Which, which I like. Me too. So, hey, speaking of uh, light guitar and like relaxing songs, <laughs> let's talk about other worlds. <laughs> uh, all right, now I swear I'm not trolling with this pick. Um, I have, <laughs> I have a good reason for including this. Um, so I said before, Final Fantasy VII was my first Final Fantasy, um, but I really had no interest in video game music or appreciated any of it um, throughout most of my teenage years. So growing up as a teen, I was a hardcore metalhead um, and a brooding edgelord. And so uh, all I listened to was, you know, hard rock, metal, hardcore punk all the time. That's all I cared about. Um, No interest in video game music. Um, this Final Fantasy X came out when I was 16 years old. So I remember distinctly like it was yesterday, you know, um, my brother starting it up, uh, playing it. Um, and I was in the room with him and, you know, just half paying attention and other world kicks in like within the first 10 minutes of the game. And I'm like, Whoa, what is this? <laughs> this sounds like something that would be on one of the CDs that I would would have in my collection um so i can credit this song for kind of breaking me in to appreciate uh video game rpg music and actually being impactful um obviously my as i've gotten older my music tastes have come a lot broader and you know a lot um i'm no longer a diehard metalhead i will listen to it still from time to time um but that's why I included this song. And, you know, I actually thought 
when I looked at you know the database of all the songs and saw that there was quite a few from this game because this is definitely not an underrated Final Fantasy game that it might have already been um, included but it wasn't on the list and I was so happy about that uh, <laughs> that I would be able to talk about it here so that's why I included it um, so the lyric a little information um, the lyrics were actually done were it's interesting um, they were done by a English vocalist and his name is Bill Mayor I think I'm pronouncing that correctly or Bill till I die Mayor which is why the the middle name is X till I die X because he was he was in, it was actually in a straight edge um, hardcore punk band that toured Japan around that time and um, the band actually broke up and somehow their last demo wound up in the hands of someone at Square Enix and they liked it so much that they hired um, this singer of a defunct hardcore punk band to put lyrics over um, Otherworld for Final Fantasy X. So I thought that was super interesting. I never knew any of that. That's awesome. Yeah, same. That's so awesome. So they just, they they hired him even like um, after the, the, ba- uh, the band broke off already. So like the, the band wasn't existing anymore. Yep. Oh, yep. It was so that cool. they they had a lot of infighting and they eventually broke up. But he was hired to do the lyrics for Other World, despite that. So, yeah. And the all also the lyric. I know they're a little, you know, hard to understand unless you're grew up a metalhead and then you develop this weird ability to interpret. Because you know, my wife always complains. I don't know how you listen to stuff that's just screaming all the time i can't understand any of that and i'm like well if you listen to it long enough you can actually understand it it's Start like a weird it up. <laughs> yeah um but um so the lyrics actually a lot of people think um from you know what i've researched is that they're kind of like a a telling of titus's like whole journey throughout the game um they're very relevant to in-game events and that kind of thing so Again, another song with lyrics. Right. Makes me wonder if this vocalist had an interaction with Uematsu. I would. Like, while recording Yeah, I mean, I would think so. I'm sure. I mean, Uematsu does like his rock music. True. That's true. So, um, well, I'm not going to talk about the lyrics. I'm certainly, I don't think I'm allowed to look up lyrics anymore unless I spend more time on it. (laughs) Uh, So I'm not bringing up anything. Um, I do, I do have something that I read about the lyrics, which I did not know. So I didn't know the story of how they found, how they found the singer, but, um, I did look up on VGMDB who wrote the English lyrics, which is Alexander O. Smith, uh, which I did not know until now. Um, and if, if you don't know him, he, he is not the, not the only person, but he's like credited for like a lot of like high profile localizations uh like most notably final fantasy 12 and vagrant story um and um another thing i didn't know beyond this one but before this he actually worked on the english lyrics for melodies of life from final fantasy 9 so i i have learned a lot today um yeah actually look up it look him up on on wikipedia like there's so many things because he's a local he he does localization and editing and some other things too like he was the editor on kadelka and a lot of other like he's been doing stuff since the playstation um no idea i I know his name because of the ivalice games that he's worked on but i did not know he he had a say in some of the music and he worked 
with um, Boimatsu on a vocal song for Blue Dragon, too, whatever year that came out in. So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Um, the song, though, oh, boy. Um, it's not for everyone. No. <laughs> well, no, no. You know what? It's, it's, I know that. Uh, it's not for me. Or at least it wasn't. Um, boy, what waves that this song made in 2001. Um, if, if you know Uematsu's work with the Black Mages, for example, uh, it's not really a shock that he likes rock music. But this is definitely the, the most that ever came through. And, you know, this kind of song came through in a mainland Final Fantasy game. Like, there wasn't anything like that in a mainland Final Fantasy. Um, there is now. Like, there's a lot of stuff soaking in his... Uh, people have yeah. done for 14 in like a rock or metal style, but it was very, very unexpected back in the day. And uh, I'll fully admit that like back then, like I, I really didn't like this song like at all. Um, it, it's not my kind of music. And today the singing isn't really for me. Like I don't, it's, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. It's like, it's just not my style. It's not like what I usually listen to, but you know, I, I feel like I've, I can look look past like whether I like something or not, and um, listening to it for this show, I, I focus more on like the guitar and the actual music, and it's fantastic. Uh, whether you like the lyrics or not, that's fine. But that the guitar work on this is so good; it's so it's so fun. Um, and I think maybe one of the most important things too is is the context, like where it's used. It's used for this this other world and also like a certain battle later in the game that it really fits like how it's used in the game fits whether it's your style or not like it works for what they're trying to do so i'm i'm still glad it's there and i i'm glad that you brought it on and had me listen to it again because it's one of those ones like uh like crazy chocobo or you know the <laughs> first time you hear it you're like i'm not so, it's it's really easy to be like i'm not sure that's for me now I love Crazy Chocobo, and I, I like this one more than I used to. So, if the lyrics are like your biggest turnoff for it, um, there's actually so the Black Mages have covered it before, uh, and they've played it live. And typically, those versions are a little harder to find. But a lot of the times, it's with like a, a Japanese female vocalist and with clean lyrics without the you know the scratchy uh, vocals. Um, so. Some people prefer that version. It's just a little harder to come by. Yeah. I mean, another thing that's like hard to get, right? Like some of the albums today. Might have to look that up. I'm, I'm very curious about that now. Yeah. There were, um, there were three. Both. They did three Black Mages albums. Uh, recommended. I'm pretty sure both. it's on Black Mages 2. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's one that both. I'm curious both for the vocals and also because I know Umatsu is the. Uh, the keyboardist for that, if I remember correctly. And one of the notes I had was when I was going through and listening to it, I was trying to pick out little little motifs throughout it. And there are a couple spots where the piano really jumps out. And I was like, you know, it's all guitar and bass and drums and voice for most of the song. And then this piano riff just comes out. It's just like, this feels a little out of place but it kind of brings me back into it being final fantasy in a way and i really liked it i like that you mentioned that because i actually you know being a big rock fan i i feel like piano and um like keyboards or something that is kind of like a rarity nowadays but if you go back and listen to like classic rock like 
you know, the Doors and uh, bands like that, a lot of them used keyboards. Uh, Steppenwolf is real big on their keyboards. And um, it was just, I just think that's a really cool sound that nobody really uses that much anymore. And yeah, I, I, I'm glad you caught that. Um, actually, you would Jimmy on this. I had this actual face when I was young that I was really more into rock music. And the very first time I heard this, in, like during the opening of Final Fantasy X, I was very surprised as well. And um, it made that scene um, really re- looked really, really cool in a sense that uh, it, uh, for some reason, um, Blitz Ball in that scene looked really amazing. But I didn't know that it was going to be such a pain in the ass. After a while, when you're <laughs> when you're gonna play the game, the actual game. So, yeah, this is one of the tracks in in Final Fantasy X that I would always play this music. Um, it's unusual, like uh, from the usual Final Fantasy music, but I think this is really great as well. I love your description of that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not gonna get into whether or not Blitzball is good because everyone has a different take on it. Um, but I do <laughs> I do think that's an interesting comparison because the excitement level of Blitzball in that cutscene is completely yeah. different from what it is in the game. Yeah. Um, whether you like it or not, I'm like the, the what they're playing in that cut intro is not what you're playing in the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, outside of our bonus track, but we're got to do some uh, some housekeeping first. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you all for your your picks. Thank you for bearing with me when I look up the wrong lyrics. Um, try not <laughs> to do that again, but whatever. I still had fun talking about all this stuff. I learned a lot of new stuff today. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So one thing I always mention at the end is when we have games that made their debut on Rhythm Encounter and we had none. Uh, all of these games have been on the show at least one point or another um although an album that debuted this is as close as i can get is the final fantasy 6 piano collections we hadn't actually featured a song from that specific album before so that was new um so coming up next on rhythm encounter we we are fortunate to have i think the rest of the year planned out so there's a few episodes there where i was like i don't know what's coming next let's find out because they were still planning but now we're all set so the next two episodes will be town themes. I'm really excited about that. We did town themes many, many years ago. So we're doing a town themes two episode. And I think that's going to be fun because there's many, many good town themes to choose from. And then after that, we're doing, it's not titled yet, but it's electronic or dance music in RPGs, which is also going to be a fun topic. So look forward to those in the next two and four weeks. Uh, if you have thoughts on this episode, uh, or future episode topic ideas or anything else, uh, you can reach us at music at rpgfan.com. If you want to reach me, well, I also check that email. So you can also just use that if you want to talk to me. Um, uh, Tin, how can people reach you if they want to talk to you? You can simply find me on Discord. I'm always either idle or just do, set on do not disturb <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure that's the right way to say of how you could reach me, but yeah, I'm always on Discord, and my name is Tin on RPG Fan Discord. Awesome. All right, how about you, Lucas? Uh, you can find me. 
me on uh, what remains of Twitter at Rafegal, R-A-E-F-G-A-L-L. And you can also find me at my YouTube channel with the same name. I upload new Let's Plays every day. Do do you want to pitch your your, uh, incredibly long ongoing Pokemon thing you're doing right now? Uh, Sure. Uh, Right now I am in the middle of Pokemon Reborn, which is a fan game. Has like some challenge stuff for Pokemon, so um, yeah, I've been going. For, I think I'm up to like eighty episodes on that, so plenty of backlog if you're interested. I I just I didn't want to like put you on the spot, but like when you told me a couple weeks ago that this game is like you know can be like one or two hundred hours, I'm like, uh, well, that's notable. I mean, I guess more related. Uh, I I did do a run of uh, of both Final Fantasy 4 and Final Fantasy 6 on uh, my channel a while ago, and also uh, a couple of ROM hack versions of those. So if you're a Final Fantasy fan, those are all up there too. It turns out I am. Awesome. <laughs> all right. How about you, Jimmy? How can people find you or reach you? Uh, same um, as 10, probably on Discord, which I am doing, making more of an effort to be um, on. I don't really do a lot of social media, so... Probably the best way is through the RPG fan discord. All right. I mean, that's fair. I don't blame you. So, all right. If you enjoyed this episode of Rhythm Encounter, be sure to also check out uh, RPG fans, other podcasts. We have Random Encounter that comes up every other Monday opposite of us. Um, I don't know what next week's is because it's always on current or new things. I can tell you that the episode that posted last week was about Sea of Stars and Starfield. Uh, two games with star in the name that are completely unalike, but uh, that will be a fun episode, I'm sure. Uh, Retro Encounter is shifting back to a weekly schedule now that Solosi is back, and uh, we're very excited about that. I mean, it's been all the episodes we've had the last few months have been a lot of fun, but it's it's nice to see it coming back to a weekly schedule, and uh, so I'm happy about that. Uh, as long as everything goes as scheduled, when you listen to this, uh, the last retro encounter that went up was an episode on edutainment episode or edutainment games. So I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's not done yet, so I haven't listened to it, but it's, it sounds great. Um, coming up later this week will be a spoiler cast for Final Fantasy 16, which obviously I can't listen to. Um, and then after that, their next game journal, two-part game journal, is going to be on Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter. Uh, something several people have been trying to make happen for years. So I'm glad it's finally happening. And then in October, we don't know, I'm not going to tell you all the episodes in October, but I was given the okay to let you know that they're doing a game journal on the first Rhapsody game, uh, partially in honor of Rhapsody 2 and 3 coming out recently. So Dragon Quarter and Rhapsody are coming up on Retro. So check those out. Um, You can find RPG Fan on most social media, uh, usually at RPGFan.com. So that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, the other one, something else. Um, we're we're, <laughs> we're still evaluating uh, some Twitter alternatives, but nothing has really stuck out as the one yet. So if we ever settle on that or anything really takes off, we'll, uh, we'll let you know. But for now, we're on the usual places. Um, so check us out there. You can check us out on Twitch. Scott is on Twitch often streaming stuff our website of course is rpgfan.com and we have a shop 
I don't think we're going to have a new item in the shop by the time this airs, but we have a new item coming up very soon, a new anniversary item in the shop or new anniversary artwork. So you can get it on, you know, shirts and mugs and lots of other things. So keep an eye out for that. So you can find that at rpgfan.com slash shop. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to review us, listen or subscribe to us, uh, whatever you want to do on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you're listening, we would appreciate your support. So that is all I have. Uh, closing us out today. I always like having a new person to the show, you know, bring on a bonus track. And we had two today, but uh, Lucas was kind enough to bow out because Jimmy said that he had a something in mind. So what is our bonus track today, Jimmy? So I brought Dreams and Honor. Um, it's another Ishimoto song, and it's from Crisis Core. Uh, Final Fantasy, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII soundtrack, which, again, I was looking for Final Fantasy games that haven't necessarily been represented a lot on this podcast and um, or just underrated soundtracks in general. Although, with the recent, you know, remaster, um, maybe it'll make kind of a have kind of a resurgence but i really really like crisis core a lot and that's another soundtrack that has a lot of songs that are kind of hit hard with a rock vibe to them but um after i made maybe some people's ears bleed with other world i decided to <laughs> to tone it back a little bit and went with this track it's a lot more laid back well i mean sounds good to me it's not it's not often we get two Ishimoto songs on an episode, so that's a that's a cool way to go out. So thank you all for being here. Thank you everyone for listening. So we're gonna close out with Dreams and Honor from Crisis Core Final Fantasy Seven. And we'll see you all next time.
also i didn't scroll all the way down on these lyrics here i i missed the part the lyric that translated to now i'm saying kill me who's broken uh again what yeah <laughs> okay that, you need to find an official that song like, i have no idea what <laughs> I, where some of those are coming from i'm just saying i gra- i copied the japanese off the uh like a wiki uh unless unless the lyrics are wrong um i don't want them to be wrong now are you saying that this is life a carefree god's prank oh come on this is <laughs> this is this is messed up poor realm so what happened I, I I'll, I'll I'll send it in the. <laughs> I'll send what the version I have in Slack there, and you could see if how it. That's completely to different. The, what the hell is that? The literal translation. What the? What is it that I found then? Well, that changes everything <laughs> I said. Curious. I'm curious too, but it it said it was that song. Oh boy. Well, and I'm wondering if it's a poetic versus literal translation thing. Yeah, I looked up the Japanese name. No, that wasn't. That didn't make any sense. The vocal, the Vocaloid lyrics wiki. Maybe I should not have listened to that one. Oh, oh, god <laughs> damn it! Yeah, Vocaloid is its own thing, isn't it? Might have just had the same title. Oh no! Well, that changes everything, doesn't it? Cool. Well, we're not going to change that. I'll just redact what I said. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> that is. Careful what you look up then. <laughs> I guess. <laughs>